With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Does that blow your mind? That just happened. Welcome in to In This League right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Your dynamic duo of radio goodness. It is Scott Bogman, Chris Welsh. That's me, the Welsh on Twitter at Is It the Welsh? Bogman Sports. That's his Twitter handle. Bogman, what are you going to do with your billion dollar win? Because of course you. <laughs> oh, oh no, you didn't. No, no. You know what the I best- mean. It's worth the $2 just to imagine what you do with it. Yeah, we had the conversation. Anytime it gets over $500 million in those, it's just good to pretend. I had somebody in an office I work at come into my office, and this is a salesperson that's paid commission, and we all have we're very important people. He came in and for 10 minutes told me about all the things that he was going to do. And then, you know, here's the here's the worst discussion you can have. It's way worse than what are you going to do with the money? It's you're already mad at the government and complaining about all the money that you're going to lose, lose that you'll never get. Right. But I do like it's playing false advertising because the government's going to take 40% of that because you immediately go into a different tax bracket. Well, then it's taxed and- again. Yeah, and then it's double tax. It's double tax. After actually, after you spend the two dollars for your ticket, you get four dollars back. I think you just so. double. So. You get a double double. That's what you can afford. That's right. After you do it, uh, I like playing that game. I did read an article though, and I was baffled by it. It was on. I'm trying to remember, it was like a financial site. It might have been Market Watch or something. And it was, um, it was an article saying. When playing the lottery makes sense. And I was like, huh? And it was something about the odds. And I get into the article, and this is what the crux of the article was, Boggs. It said that financially it never makes sense to play due to the odds, which I was like, whoa, breaking news. But the, the guy did, he did a cost analysis like a total nerd loser, sat there and ran spreadsheets and did a, a stupid thing. Saying that your $2, the investment is worth it when the lottery is around roughly $2.1 billion. That's when your $2 so, investment was worth it. And I have on, never been on. so mad. Yeah. This guy is going to sit and make spreadsheets and figure out when it's actually cost effective to do it. Yeah. And based on the odds. Based on the odds of like one in 
300 million. Okay, or I something. want him to make spreadsheets of when making an article like that is worth your time. Spending like so clicks. much time to make an article like that is worth your time to for the money you're going to get back on that. It, it, it's infuriating. Like we were talking about the idea earlier that like just spending the two, even if you buy five of them, ten bucks to have the conversation. Like well, we all know how much the Welsh just spent on. Yeah, uh, well, about five of them, five, five of them. But like <laughs> and bucks. And, and, but what you just mentioned. <laughs> you also do your due diligence though, because Bogman and I are talking, and Bogman's like, hey, if you win, you're gonna give me a couple. You'll give me some money, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we'll both do that. And I'm like, yeah, I'll give you a couple million. And the Bogs is like, cheap ass. He's like, I'll give you like two million. Gonna win a billion dollars over here. He's gonna give his best friend that's worked with him for five years. Gotta feed on my building kids. A brand. He's gonna give me two million dollars. Well, Trail feed my kids but oh my no God. but my favorite yeah, what, part eating gold eggs <laughs> you're getting like angry so bogman had to solidify like 15 million that's yeah, what we give each other and million. i'm like okay whatever that's fine God. like you're getting like worked up about it but that's what the lottery does that's what any of this type of stuff does and yeah billion dollars that neither one of us have yeah, the first thing I do is I pay Drew back for uh, all of the money he spent <laughs> on the so, and then some he's with, with ca- investment. He's going to cash that's in those I, internet points for. Uh, that's right. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a well, little those bit. Those all turn into dollars, is what I do. But I tell you what, whoever this guy <laughs> is that made this two dollar investment is only it. worth it for two billion dollars. I would hate to have him come and live with me for a month and just invest. Uh, look at all the stupid crap I spend my money on. Can like, you imagine? I, dude, I had a part break on, on my car, so I went to AutoZone. I got like, you know, you it, it was it's, it's never a thing where I'm like, hey, uh, I need these screws for this part. And they're like, oh, yeah, they're in a bin over there. I'm like, oh, you can't look up to see which one fits my car? No. So I'm like, uh, okay. So I bought three different kinds, right? They're like $2.50, $3 a piece. Uh, one of them worked. The other two didn't. You think I'm returning those other two? No. No, that's six bucks right down. No, that's, 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 that's how the uh, train three lottery tickets. Yeah, that's three more chances you could have had to lose. That's right, exactly. So that guy would just be super judgy. But oh, I, I found yeah, it. I would have that guy judge me about my six dollars that I'm just yeah, that's gone. <laughs> and go back to the auto zone and have those people go. Are you really returning these for the two fifty? You know what I mean? Is are, that even worth your time? Are you Come ready? On. Here's the article name: Mega Millions Jackpot Hits One Billion. Thanks to worsening odds. And it's by an AP writer, Scott McFedridge, uh, writes this whole thing. Yeah, he goes in here. He talks about all the, the different odds on it. No fun. He bre- <laughs> He's breaking the whole thing down. Given the awful odds, am I a sucker to play? says, you're not being rational if you think you have a good chance of winning the jackpot, whether you're it's not, one ticket no or No one has a good chance of winning it ever. Ever. You have a better shot at getting struck by lightning twice than winning the lottery once, any lottery. How many limbs would you give up to win the lottery? I give up a leg. Only one? If it's this one right here. Which one? Oh. Uh-huh. You know, this big. The but big uh, I'm, not, I'm not doing it if, you know. Uh, I'm I'm not doing it for the uh you know the local Powerball for four million or whatever it is. No, but like no you give up both I give legs. Give up a pinky toe or something for give that. Give up both legs for this Powerball. No, you wouldn't do it. You get some uh get some robot ones. Yeah, well, invest I'm not in robotics. JP. 
I'm not JP, you know. <laughs> Thinking about getting metal legs. It's a risky procedure. I, I you can't see me. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I might give it up. So, all right. The 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 oh, fever, the fever hit everybody. Uh, everyone was buying tickets. And what it, are some like completely irrational buys you'd make? Um, um I mean, the first completely irrational one. I mean, everybody knows mine are all just like nights with porn stars. Uh, what would you? I, I was about to say, like, there's stuff you can't like say, um, <laughs> like that. I mean, I just said it. Yeah, I just. Well, I mean, more in more great detail. Would go. Oh, on. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what the irrational buy Is would be. Is it sporting events? Is it like a you know, ho- you know, a condo in Hawaii somewhere. Like, is it, uh, you know, uh, some kind of a tricked out awesome car? Like, probably just be like, besides of- hoard it and not give me enough of it. Yeah, <laughs> I'd only give you half a percent. I'd just be alone. <laughs> like, I would like, I'd pay my family. I'd be like, I'm gonna go away, and I'll be back at some point. And then I would just go be alone <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> Your son's like, Daddy, where are you? You're Skyping him. You're like, look, I can't tell you. All right, I just Top can't. secret. T- super, yeah. th- they're listening, son. They're listening. I'm in my lair. Yeah. Okay, that's all you need to know. That's where I am. You know what so. I think I'd do? I think I would go to a casino, and I would just lose so much money or right. potentially you know, make it a problem for the casino. Like, I, I would go one way or the other. I would make a huge problem where they want me to stop or they never want me to stop, one way or the other. I'd have a, a balls-out Vegas trip. Ah, uh, okay. That sound good? Yeah, no, that sounds awesome. I think that's the first thing every lottery winner should do. I know what you would do. I know exactly what you would do. You would. Are pay- you allowed to say it? No, you would pay Lev Bell just to get to- back to the Steelers. <laughs> Like if I, I if I, I pay I'm your six investor, like hey, look, if I pay your take- six million that you lost, will you just please come back in? By the way, you're asking for a Lev Bell contract per year from from my my lottery winnings. Yeah, but I only want one year. Okay, so you want a franchise ever, tag? Ever? I just want one franchise tag. Okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, FNTSY franchise tag me. That's like eight hundred dollars a day or something. Uh, I uh, what 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 you should do is uh, this is what I would do is I would just pay Le'Veon Bell his yearly salary for a you know I'm going to throw up air quote sponsorship ah and then uh, tell him he's going to take the veteran minimum. Oh, I yeah. like it. You take the veteran minimum, uh, sign a contract for that, and I'll just give you you know what you want for the next four or five years. Is it offensive to you that like he what he won't take in a year would just change your life if you really think about it? Now that we're talking about money, I, I mean everybody has to be you know business decision. I'm I'm not really like a lot of Steeler fans are super pissed off at Le'Veon. Like I don't like I don't like the uh, missed. Um, like the communication stuff, like I, I that's yeah, he a, won't talk with the team or anybody. Yeah, that's the thing that annoys me about it. But like, I understand a holdout if you don't think you're being fairly compensated, then you know, and it and it's based on, uh, you know, what the players get and what the owners get. It you know, so it's it is fair market value in his business. You know what I mean? So, I know what yours would be. You would buy out. All of the Vontez Perfect jerseys, and then burn every single one of them. I would probably uh, no. I, I look because I think he would get money, or someone Cincinnati oh. would get money for me buying those jerseys. So no, I'd never buy. You're them. not so, going to support that. No, no. All right. Absolutely. Well, 
In the same uh, state, at least, we had a big trade go down. So let's talk about that. We got a lot to cover in this episode. We're going to be talking about lottery stuff. That's it. We, we wore it out. Yeah, I, I don't know what else to go with, Boggs. What what else is there to lie? I know, I know you'd like to kill this whole segment with lottery, but we didn't win. That's the key here. Like, the come down is always a little bit tough, don't you think? That's the problem no, with lottery, it's not though. tough at all. I don't expect to win. I See, my, my mother's one of those old ladies that, like, thinks she's going to win the lottery someday. Oh. I'm like, how old are you? And you haven't won yet? But this is the time? you bought a every single time? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's not going to happen. So, Did you know I knew somebody that won a lottery, um... His parents won a Canadian lottery, and then they moved to the U.S. because that transferred well, and they lived out in Scottsdale uh, over in an area that you would know. There was like a, I don't know why, there's like these random things, and God knows if this is true. Down where I used to live, right where you live right now, there's this one house right off of this street that like the guy who invented ATMs. <laughs> lives like do you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah you know exactly what i'm talking about like it's the dumbest most obscure thing but we're like hey that's the guy that made atms he lives here like for whatever reason <laughs> that guy lives here these people lived like across the street from him and okay. uh, and they won the canadian lottery but i was too young to like you know be like can i borrow 20 bucks <laughs> like I, I, wasn't, I wasn't young enough to have that type of an knowledge i was just like wow that's pretty that seems cool yeah that's- like you would never meet another lottery winner i actually what's funny is uh it's probably just the area that we're in or whatever well, but uh, there there was there was a kid that uh worked with me at my old job who's his parents won the lottery why and that's why they had were you they were like well they were super trashy and bad with their money <laughs> oh they lose <laughs> they it all like is super rednecks like won the lottery? It's that kind of stuff. So ah, okay. So like the uh, what was it? Go to Hollywood. The hill, not the hillbillies. What was the yeah, the Beverly Hillbillies. Beverly right. Hillbillies. Well, they discovered oil on their property, and that's that's why they were uh, Beverly Hillbillies. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's kind of it was kind of like that, but it was like a you know. It, like the redneck people from Kansas or something winning. Uh, it wasn't a huge lottery. It was a life changing one. It was like you know probably twenty or thirty million, but it wasn't like like Lev, Lev Bell on one year of Lev Bell. Like right? a, yeah, it's like a franchise tag okay. for a running back. So uh, it, it it's enough, but the, you know. What the Forty Niners lost in Garoppolo and McKinnon in one year like that? I think it was his dad and his stepmom, and there was like a divorce, so it was messy with the uh, winnings, step, all that stuff. So I, th- I kind of feel like, like, do you ever wonder, like, with the health that you or I are in, like, if you won, the afraid you just die instantly? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You're like, <laughs> and then just dead. I'm yeah. Dead. I mean. That's one of the first things you do, right? Is you go Die. to you know get all the doctors, all the good doctors. Like, just make sure I'm okay, please. You know, <laughs> like we're gonna have to replace these parts in here. I have the money. Let's <laughs> yeah, replace uh, all of it. I'll be the six million dollar man. Then that's fine. Okay, last one then. Um, lump sum or payout? Lump sum. Is it? It's always lump sum, right? Always lump. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm afraid that the payout's gonna end when the world collapses. So give me that lump sum. Yeah. Good point. Get that bomb shelter set. All right. Well, uh, we had a bomb. We Not a Woj bomb, but we had a trade bomb go down uh, today or yesterday on Friday leading up to week seven, which had a ton of implications. And we're going to talk about that on the other side of the break here because there's about three different teams of players that are affected across the board at, le- at minimum 
there are three fantasy players who uh, have an up and down trend from the trade. We're going to be talking about week seven as a whole. We're going to do the over-under, see how we did. DFS, our guy Drew, the only one that plays our lineups, played our lineups, and he uh, proceeded to beg us to stop making him I pay the lineups. I beg him to never play the lineups, so I don't know why he's begging us. Well, we'll tell you what the results were, uh, the lineups we had. We're going to set some brand new lineups that you won't want to play, or maybe, I mean... He did win money from one of our lineups. That's a tease there. And, uh, well, you know, I mean, he played $10, and I think he won 18 on one of them. So there you go. That's however the odds there. A little bit better than the Powerball, I suppose. So uh, we're going to talk about the DFS lineups. And then really just kind of laying out what happened. We've got, there's like I said, besides the trade, we also have other running back implications from the Thursday night game. And something that we had actually done our football podcast a little bit later than usual and we did it after the Thursday night game and we had an assessment that came true 12 hours later and I think everyone kind <laughs> to of saw no it one's surprise right yeah nobody was shocked by it but it's implications to this player so we've got a ton happening three hours of in this league right here on the fantasy sports radio network and you know madness will ensue we will go off the rails so get ready for it more Bogman of the Welsh and in this league coming up on the other side of this break I-T-L on FNTSY. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Wait, wait, let me let me explain something to you. I am not in this league. You're in this league. I'm the dude. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> yeah! If you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports, but you're sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, you got to try the Props Builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forget having to create multiple lineups, ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches, and avoid experts winning 90% of the money, just like the government taking 90% of those lottery winnings. Took our jabs. Took our did. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps, and you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can receive a 50% deposit bonus. No more dealing with those late lineup scratches, no experts to compete against. It's just you and the prop that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag, enter promo code FNTSY upon sign-up. Choose those matchups using the Props Builder tool. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. Welcome back. It is in this league. You know we didn't win the lottery because we're here. <laughs> we are here. <laughs> Would that be great if we could have just not shown up? And then they sent us, the, the, you know, they're just like, hey, guys, show. And just sit right, right back. Lottery. <laughs> <laughs> put like nine zeros <laughs> zeros all the zeros but no yeah i don't know does uh does a phone get reception from the private rooms at lay girls so <laughs> i don't know let's find out <laughs> we could have found out on my bachelor party but uh yeah you had to well, walk away 
<laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> I did have to watch. I think away. we talked about. I think we talked about that on a secret show. Which, by the way, talk it, about addictions. I mean, come on. Yeah, phrasing. Know. If you guys like, uh, if you like in this league, you like laughing, you like having a good time, and you like uh, an extended look at fantasy. Patreon.com/slash/itlarmy. That's a place to be. We've got ranks. We've got group me rooms with a bunch of our listeners that you can hang out, and we do our comedy secret shows, and they are a very good time. The most recent one we had is some. Hilarious Bogman stories. I met Mark Marin. I talk about that, and we even talked about um, some of the uh, live action movies that need to be made, and some that actually <laughs> are being made. So Did you see my fun. post in that room today? No, what was it? It was a uh, female Link cosplayer. Oh, I saw. I you know what? I tried to click <laughs> on it, and it didn't work. I didn't. The video didn't work for me. But it was. Uh, we do talk about Zelda, a very yeah. very funny Zelda segment that happens <laughs> at the end. So. Friday, big trade went down, and it was actually it was such a trip because I was kind of out of pocket for a little bit, and then over on Patreon, another feature we have is usually Fridays, every other Friday, I do a chat. I do an AMA, and since we cover so many sports, it's up for whatever people want to talk about. Baseball, basketball, football, prospects. We can talk about Bogman's personal life. Anything is up what? for grabs for me. Oh, yeah, I always put that out there. No one really But nobody's, nobody's interested, so... I mean, there's always little questions, nothing too personal, but as it started... I had a question where it was like, Carlos Hyde, and it wasn't even a question. I was like, yeah, he's a player. And someone's like, what do you think, Carlos Hyde, Jacksonville? And the Browns are playing the Jags, so I was just like, oh, right? They're playing the Jags this week, right? Uh, Am I making that up? Yeah, you're making that up because Cleveland's playing Tampa Bay. Yeah, you're right. I don't know what I was thinking then. So then I I, I started to talk about the matchup. Then somebody else said something at Carlos Hyde, and I was like, what the hell is going on with Carlos Hyde right now? So then I go, look. Show enough, the Cleveland Browns trade Carlos Hyde to the Jacksonville Jaguars. They trade him to the Jaguars and um, for a fifth round pick. For a fifth round pick, and there are implications upon implications that uh, happen with that trade. Let's first start with Carlos Hyde as a Jacksonville Jaguar. He might only be a starter for a couple of weeks, and that's the problem. Well, he's not going to play this week. He's not going to even play this week. Okay, so this is where it goes to. I, I guess we can't we can't have one without the other. Leonard Fournette. This obviously this completely reeks of obviously. a major major Leonard Fournette problem. But what preceded the trade about an hour later was Roto World reported that Leonard Fournette is going to be back week ten. So they traded a fifth round pick for Carlos Hyde. To essentially give them one week because he's not going to play the this Roto week. World also say Le'Veon Bell was going to be back to practice Fair this point. week. Fair point, but it was I mean, it, they were just reporting from a news outlet. Okay, so then tell me, how do you see this? Is this a Carlos Hyde situation, just like a Nick Chubb sharing job? Is this a bad news for Leonard Fournette, or is Carlos Hyde uh, not going to be of this world for too long? No, I think what this is is. Uh, this is uh, Carlos Hyde in the meantime, right? Because I don't think that small uh, investment for them, right? Jacksonville, um, uh, their bye week is. Let me just check. I think it's week ten. It's either week nine or week ten. Let me see. Uh, their bye week is week so week nine. Week nine. They co- they come back week ten. Yeah, yeah. And that is when I said I think that Fournette's going to come back. Was well, that's that- what the report is, and that's what the report out there is saying is right. that he's going to be back week ten. Also, I guess, to be honest, this is like, it's twofold. It's number one, 
we're not going to let Carlos or we're not going to let Leonard Fournette screw us with injury stuff again. Yeah. So like we're going to make sure we have a capable backup because he's got this ankle thing and now he's had this hamstring thing. We had him for two years. He's had injuries two years in a row. So uh, we're going to make sure we insure ourselves because for this year, though, because this is a well, rental, especially for this year. Yeah. So but it's not a rental, though, because isn't he signed through next year, too? Like, I know he's easily cuttable. Yeah. He, but, well, OK, good point. Yeah. He, they could have him for another year, but right. You can cut him with zero repercussions. This right. Season. So they could. But it doesn't yeah. mean that they're definitely going to. Good point. So, uh, you know, th- this just kind of says, look, we got our guy now. And obviously, Jamal Charles didn't work out. He had five rushes for five yards last week. So yeah, he's great. just too old. He, he's not going to be replacement level. And they didn't have to spend a lot on him. It's a fifth-round pick. It's a late-round pick for a guy that's run really well this season. I don't think that this mothballs Carlos Hyde for the rest of the year. I think that when Leonard Fournette comes back, I don't think you trade for a guy like Carlos Hyde and not play him. You know, I don't think Fournette is ever going to be a 30-carry in a game type. Okay, so of how about this, though? How about this speaking to a much bigger problem with Leonard Fournette? I know they're saying week 10, but yes. if you go make this move, like, like if you really think about it, I mean, outside of the, if you take the investment away, because I do feel like the NFL, they really hold those picks really tight. Like, Ooh, gotta have that fifth round pick. Like they should be doing a lot more of this type of stuff, but take away the investment that they put into it. And you know, they are spending more money on Carlos Hyde. If you're looking at this as a whole, you don't. I don't know if you trade for Carlos Hyde for one game if you are not worried about Leonard Fournette. Like they've got. I, a, I think it, there's a longer concern following Leonard Fournette, and that's kind of my point. Like I think that this is the plan moving forward. Is it's not a fifty-fifty split. I still think Fournette is better back. You give Fournette more carries. But what about Yeldon? What about Yeldon? Who cares? Well, Yeldon played really well. Yeah, but obviously not well enough to impress people to think that he is going to be a guy that can split carries with Leonard Fournette. But you, but but see, that's where I get lost in this. He played well enough that you think Yeldon just disappears. Like I think, yeah, I see. I don't, I don't agree with you. See, my problem Why? is they just traded for Carlos Hyde. But I, I, I don't think what has Yeldon done to make him lose all role in that offense. He's only succeeded. Yeah, succeeded how? Statistically? Yeah, statistically. Because they just got their asses handed to them. Okay, well, that's not TJ Yeldon's fault. No, it's not TJ Yeldon's fault, but it speaks to a bigger problem with the offense. So yeah, they, I don't disagree they with don't that. Like, they don't like what's going on right now. That's the point. Carlos Hyde and Fournette are closer to each other than Yeldon is to either one of those guys. Yes. So my point is Yeldon will continue that role that we thought okay, would stay I there. Okay, I see what you're saying. But what I'm saying is TJ Yeldon, uh, Leonard Fournette and Carlos Hyde are closer to each other in skill level. Yes. And, and Yeldon is way far back there. Would you agree with that? Yeah, well, I agree. But see, I think well, this is a three-man. Then there you man- go. I mean, I think you answered your own question. But though. I think I- it's just a three-headed monster. That's my problem is I don't I think the Jags that. are going to just let go of TJ Yeldon. This could be uh, – this actually – you know what? This might mirror – the because uh, you got Elijah McGuire coming back with the Jets. This might mirror a situation that the Jets present to us. Or here's a better one: the Lions, where you take Carryon Johnson. Well, the it, like, but the Atlanta Lions though before, are four three. Yeah, but Atlanta before, like even when uh, Freeman was playing, remember Freeman got carries. So did uh, so did what's his name, and then Ito got in uh, as well. Coleman, yeah, and then yeah, Judge Honorable Judge Ito Smith got in as well. So. I think that um, maybe that that's the thing, but I don't think that you you 
when you have two guys as good as Carlos Hyde and Leonard Fournette, when all three of those guys are healthy, Fournette, Yeldon, and Hyde, like Yeldon is clearly the odd guy out because uh, you know Hyde can really catch the ball out of the backfield. Yeah, no, you are right about that. I think the possibility definitely sits out there for TJ Yeldon to disappear. I'm not so sure. I would the say team it's in the realm. I would say it's in the realm of possibility that they use these guys as a three-headed monster. I don't want to completely like say what. What that, if it was like the Lions? Happen. What if it but, was like the Lions? The Lions. Uh, yeah. Yeldon is like a Reddick getting six catches a game, maybe two or three carries. Then you've got Carlos Hyde and Leonard Fournette sharing somewhere between you know uh, eleven and fourteen carries a piece. It but it hasn't even worked like that for the Lions this year. Like it worked like that for the Lions last year when it was uh, Yeldon and or uh, Riddick and I can't remember who else. Uh, not Abdullah, the other guy, but. Uh, the, like the three back system almost never works out. Someone's always the odd man out. And there may like, be an even odd if they're getting six. Like that. That's why Nick Chubb is so big now. Okay. So you know, they had three backs in Cleveland. Nick Chubb wasn't getting anything. And now Nick Chubb is the man. Okay. This leads to all of this is semantics that we don't have an answer to, but it leads to the actual question. How worried are you about Leonard Fournette? I feel like you're going to tell me you're not that worried. No, I'm fairly worried. Okay, I am much, much more worried about Fournette's value now than I am Carlos Hyde because I don't see Leonard Fournette as a 15-plus carry back with the Jaguars the rest of this season. It doesn't matter how many games he plays. I think 15 touches is probably his max. That's what I'm saying, and that diminishes his value because he's a volume guy. He's not a big breaking uh, big uh, play can't. breaking no guy. that's not true he had the uh he he had the top speed of any nfl back last year 100 percent. he he was the fastest running back he was the fastest player in, in the league last I, year i guess i'm uh, talking uh, overall he, volume you are right because i remember him busting some like 70 yard touchdown or something yeah 80 year. i remember it specifically because it was up the gut against pittsburgh he ran right past it that was you know healthy ryan Shazier. but what was ran his right past it. okay because here's what i want to look at though because what was his um his yards per carry, though, because I feel like it was like a whole bunch of carries with a lower well, amount a of yards. He had ton of work, too, because Blake Bortles sucks. You know, it was... they, don't want, they don't want Blake Bortles uh, leading that offense. We've seen what happens when he does. But, but vol- okay, I, I guess I get where you're going with this, but volume doesn't equate to, like, bad yardage. Volume should equate to bigger playmaking ability. He had a 90 yarder last year, by the way, 268 carries, just over a thousand yards, 3.9 per rush. That's not horrible. That's uh, four yards per rush when the defense knows it's coming. Yeah. And it was like, in 13 Leonard games. Really good. So, but this is uh, like, I think the overall, it's not that Leonard Fournette can't be successful, but the overall structure of the Jaguars offense needs to change until they get a really good quarterback in there, which makes and, him, no better than a low-end RB2, probably at best. I would say high-end RB2. Most, mo- But you're thinking helped. optimistically. You're thinking really optimistically. I don't think I'm thinking very optimistically. I think he was a high RB1 coming into this season. I think he was a top six back, top six, seven back. Mm. And now I think that he's a high-end RB2 with limited touches. But he's got to be healthy. He's got to be all the way healthy. He can't come back, you know, half-ass healthy that's what happened the first time he went right back on the injured list so um okay so let me ask you then i i want i want to see where this really goes because i disagree that he's a high-end rb2 i think from name value like he's there and this is um how i'm saying this is probably picking hairs here because like 
like, is he not, are you not going to play him? You're probably going to want to play him, but I think people, you can get yourself stuck. So you're saying a high in RB2. I'm going to go through some names. Now it's a little bit, there's a little bit of a, a little falsity here because I'm looking at week seven running backs. So you have to bear with me because some of these are matchup based, but I'm going to ask you some players of, will you take Fournette or this guy? First off, Leonard Fournette or David Johnson? David Johnson, now that Mike McCoy is gone. Right. We can talk about that in a little bit. Leonard Fournette or James White? Um, PPR? Of course. Probably James White. Okay. Uh, Leonard Fournette or Sonny Michelle? Uh, Leonard Fournette. Going Sonny Michelle there. I'm taking every guy I've named, I'm taking over Fournette so far. Uh, and I'm doing the same thing with Sonny Michelle. All right. Leonard Fournette or Philip Lindsay? Leonard Fournette. I think it's close. I don't th- I don't think it is because Leonard Fournette is probably in the same touch area as Philip Lindsay, but he's a much better player. All right, Leonard Fournette or Mark Ingram? Leonard Fournette. I'm gonna go Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram does more in the passing game with a share. I, I think if you're looking at a shared system, I'm taking Mark Ingram one hundred percent over Leonard Fournette. If he's I think I think what what if uh what if this situation was different at quarterback? Like, I'm still going to go Leonard Fournette, but I'm just asking, like, who do you think is more skilled? Do you think it's Leonard Fournette or do you think it's Mark Ingram? I think it's Fournette. Okay. But, like, with 15 touches per game, knowing the receiving value that Mark Ingram has, you think 15 touches is more valuable I think it's Fournette? much more likely for Fournette to break a big one than it is for Mark Ingram. So okay. now I, I like the the Saint. That one's tough because I like the Saints' offense more. But if there is a definite, um, you know, it, wherever Leonard Fournette is, he's the goal line back. So you know he's going to get the touchdowns. Uh, that's not definite in New Orleans. Well, with, Car- Carlos uh, Hyde has been at the Kamara. top for multiple years. Carlos Hyde has been near the top at um, at uh, uh, breaking tackles. I'm yeah, trying to think matter. of what the PFF stat has always doesn't been. Doesn't matter, dude. Like Carlo, yeah, no, Carlos Hyde isn't. Yeah, you know, he's not Leonard Fournette. Well, this That's is a, a difficult conversation because you're definitive. You won't hear anything else because no, you I'm think not of definitive. I'm I, I'm telling you what I think. And Carlos Hyde is not as good at the goal line as Leonard Fournette. Period. I, end of story. I don't. Like, I don't. I never said he was better. I'm okay, just saying well, that you're saying it's no doubt Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette can't stay healthy, so every single time they're within one yard, they're going to have this guy get hit by 11 players when he breaks every other play? Uh, well, that's why you don't bring him back till he's uh, definitely healthy. I mean, you can't live, you know, I, I'm going to borrow a Tomlin here. It's the NFL. You can't live in your fears. You know, if you have one of the best goal linebacks uh, in the league, you run him at the goal line. Now, look, if Carlos Hyde is in for a drive, if that's how they're going to break it down, it's not going to be positionally, then Carlos Hyde will get some goal line carries as well. But I just I don't know why any smart NFL team would say we have one of the best touchdown scorers ever to come out of college. Let's put in Carlos Hyde. Because he can't so, stay healthy. Yeah, I, okay. Yeah, but I see what you're saying. What you what you say makes a lot of sense, and we're arguing semantics that we have no freaking answer sure, to. Sure, yeah, we have to wait and see, but this is this is why I would say that he's a high-end RB2, not a low-end RB2, because I still think there's touchdown upside for Leonard Fournette both ways. Okay, I think, so real I think quick at then. the goal line and breaking off a big play. We're about to go to break, but real quick, is Leonard Fournette someone that you are going to buy knowing that people are low as they are in him right now, or do you want to get out from under this? I think if you have him as a high RB two, I've answered that. And you 
you want to probably have shares where I would like no, to get I, I, I No, I don't want to buy Leonard Fournette at all because I don't know that he's going to be back week 10. Uh, I think that when he comes back, uh, to, to be honest, like they got Carlos Hyde now. If they start winning games, Leonard why Fournette rush him back? Could, exactly. Yeah, well, here, let's, 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 fin- let's finish this 13. up on the other side of the break here. Okay. Don't go anywhere. It's in this league. Bogman of the Welsh will be back. More Carlos Hyde and some David Johnson. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Welcome in this league. I love you. Ready to party! Welcome back. This is In This League on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You can listen to us uh, on the app that they've got, the Fantasy Sports Radio app. You can listen to us live on iHeartRadio. We're on all the podcast places, and I encourage you, if you like a good fantasy time, you like a good time, I'll get you a good time. Go listen to In This League all of the podcasts we have, baseball, football, basketball, prospects, college. It's all there at InThisLeague.com and anywhere that podcasts are listened to. And we are nice enough to separate all of it because uh, people don't like... They don't like fantasy sports sharing the same feed. They want their they want their fantasy sports in its own little box, right? Um, I, I'm sorry. Say it again. Oh, I was not I listening. Was You're looking. I, no, I was totally not listening. I was imagining if I had won the lottery I, again. I was about to say, were you going to recheck your numbers online to see if you did win? I just I had to see one more time and make sure I lost. You didn't so. win. I know. You can't even pay. I stop rubbing it in and repeat what you said. I don't even remember what I said. Okay, it's gone. Well, then let's move on. Just go listen to the podcast in this league. Oh, that's what I was saying. I was saying that people like their podcasts separate. They like their fantasy sports separate. Well, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Feel the curtain back on that. Uh, The Welsh accidentally put the basketball on the football feed. I did. People were upset. Yeah, people were not happy. Also, people were trying to be nice. They're like people trying to let us know. but also, it's like, it it makes us feel bad. It's like when I miss a cuss word on the show when I'm editing, and everybody's like, hey, 22 minutes, you missed yeah. an F word right there. It's like, okay, uh, well, I appreciate you telling me, but you are literally the 19th person to tell me this. Well, because like, there's I, always like 80% of the people will say it really nice, and there's one person that's just like, this is wrong. Bogman messed this up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. I got lots of messages about because uh, it also it wasn't like for an hour or something. It was like the <laughs> entire night. I, I, oh, yeah. You put it up like before you go to bed. You want to be honest? Woke up and realized I, think it I was, was pretty drunk by the time we were all done. I didn't even bother looking at what podcast feed it was because we've got separate <laughs> accounts for all of them. I just opened it up and uploaded it. Usually I do do the process. I was going to make looking. an excuse for you like, ah, well, he hasn't been putting up basketball pods. But yeah, we've been doing them. So yeah. yeah, no, I mean it's it's something I do every uh four months, four or right. five months. Like I'm bound to put a show somewhere wrong. And that's going yeah. to happen. It's a mistake. Put It'll it happen. Put it in the wrong place, Bogman. Sometimes it's an accident. Sometimes, you know, you just gotta test the waters. 
Yeah, sometimes you just got to see what you got. Yeah. So just trying to fish, you know, trying to get some uh, football people on over the basketball show. That's all. That's what I'm doing. That's why I'm slipping in. If it. you have Leonard Fournette on your team, maybe you should be listening to basketball. So, yeah, there you go. That's what we were talking about on, on the uh, the last segment here. I do want to talk about what happened in the Thursday night game. But as we left it, I was kind of asking, are you because you are a Leonard Fournette. I have one share. I am Fournette. absolutely a Leonard Fournette apologist, and I, I'll give that up all day. Every are day. you going to get know out that. from under him, though? I, I think I, I would. I would try. But see, but see, if you I'm feel Leonard as a high RB two guy, I well, don't see, understand this is why. The thing. OK, I think when he plays, he's an RB. He's an RB two guy. But I have no idea when that actually is. I said before I thought that it was going to be after their bye week nine, so he'll be good to go week ten. But like you mentioned, this trade of Carlos Hyde may be a little bit may mean a little bit more than we think it means. Maybe it means that he's not going to be back until week thirteen. Maybe they're just going to get him ready for the playoffs. You know, something like that. Because that division has been terrible. Houston looks bad. Tennessee looks bad. Uh, Jacksonville hasn't looked like they looked last year. And uh, who's the other team in that division that I can't remember? The, the other guys. Houston. Oh, the Colts. <laughs> there you go. Colts. So The guy, by uh, the way, it was... He ha- should make the playoffs, right? It was Hayes Carlin, uh, apparently. He is a Jacksonville Jaguars reporter for 1010XL. I don't know what that is. Not the size of shirt I wear. Uh, and he's a co-host of some show, an <laughs> afternoon XL. show. Yeah, right. yeah, three maybe sometimes. Um, <laughs> and he says, I don't think this means, he's referring to Fournette, I don't think this means he's had a setback. I think he'll play at Indianapolis after the bye. This trade is the Jaguars saying, we will not be burned by a Fournette injury again. So it's an insurance policy that they did. But that's also his opinion. Now he's around the team yeah. a lot more than we are. So you take his opinion more, you know, more professionally than you take ours. You know what you this know? reminds me of? This reminds me of the whole Dalvin Cook thing where Dalvin Cook was like practicing Wednesday in full. And then he put his helmet on Thursday and Friday and then walked out. And then out. they said no setbacks. Right? Yeah. And then guess no what setbacks. I got? I got a notification from Yahoo <laughs> that he's out for the week. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. It's just a lie. It's all a stupid, stupid lie. And... um I think it is an inevitably horrible situation. Like, I had somebody in the chat box ask me, should I cut Fournette? And I was like, nah, don't do that. Don't be, go, don't go cut Fournette. That's, there's not enough information to go make that move. But what I do think at the end of the day, it leads to, and this is where I, this is why I refer to him as an RB2 or a low RB2, is that when he's back, I know we have to assume health, but I feel like you might have to treat some of the situations similar to how Dalvin Cook was on a pitch count. I think you're going to be able to justify until he's done it when there's a no doubt like, oh, yeah, you clearly got to start him. I think you can justify getting him out of your lineup until then. And it might not he might be back for multiple weeks and we may have no definitive feeling that we can put him out there unless you are desperate at running back, which, to be fair, you probably are because you didn't have Fournette for a while and you probably don't have a bunch of depth. I just don't want any part of it. I think Carlos Hyde messes up the situation. And no longer is he... I I don't see this season, this singular season, where Leonard Fournette is a workhorse, and I think that's problematic for him. So you think this season is pretty much you're just writing off for Leonard Fournette... Uh, and you're done with him because you think even if he's back, he's not going to be valuable. I do. I think that's a problem. Like, okay, one last one. I asked, I didn't ask you this guy. Who would you rather have, Leonard Fournette or Jordan Howard? Leonard Fournette. 
right it, now. Not, not not right now. No, but I think right if now. they're playing right now, I'd probably rather have Jordan. Howard. Okay, because that's not what I'm asking you. Like when Leonard Fournette plays and we get to see him, like that's gonna just answer all the questions, and the, the, this isn't a discussion anymore. Like the discussion is right now. The news about Leonard Fournette with Carlos Hyde being traded. If if you could get Jordan Howard for Leonard Fournette, you would hit accept. Yes, I would. Okay. That's, I yeah. would do the same thing because I know at least Jordan Howard will disappoint me, but he'll at least be on the field doing it. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I understand that. And if you want to trade Leonard Fournette for any of those guys you mentioned before, I understand that process. The question was, uh, I thought anyway, if Leonard Fournette is playing and we think he's on a pitch count, would you rank him ahead of these guys? And I would still rank Leonard Fournette ahead of most of those guys that you mentioned. Yeah, that is part yeah. of the... I mean, well, that that was part of the main discussion. Okay. The, the idea, right. though, about acquiring or getting out from under him has to do with the right now. Because, like, when that, answers that when questions I are answered... I understand because, look, I, and this is my whole thing. Leonard Fournette is a very, very, very good running back. He is a upper echelon talent. You know, he's very, very good. So... Once he comes back and he's playing, even with a pitch count, he is going to be very, very good. Who would you rather have, Dalvin Cook or Leonard Fournette? For the rest when, of this when, season? When they're both on the field and they're presumably I'd have Leonard playing. Fournette. Even, even knowing that, Dal- like, do you don't think Dalvin Cook, like, like Dalvin Cook doesn't have, I don't think, the, um, the takeaway that Fournette now has. Does that make sense? Uh, like, like Dalvin no. Cook is more of a feature back when he's playing than Leonard Fournette will be. I think when it's Carlos the same deal with Dalvin Cook, though. Dalvin Cook blew at his knee last year, and now he's been hurt. Why would he not be on a pitch count moving forward for the rest of the year? Well, they just for the, rest, not, for the rest of this season. But they at least. they said he that dude's not playing until he's healthy. What like he has openly said that like that guy does not want Neither to play. Neither Leonard Fournette. 100%. Leonard Fournette's not playing. Like well, look if. If you want to take Dalvin Cook over Leonard Fournette this point for the rest of the season, that makes sense because it looks like Dalvin Cook is closer to playing than Leonard Fournette. So I understand that. But as far as skill goes, I'm still a Leonard Fournette guy. Leonard Fournette can do a little bit of everything. I don't know after, uh, you know, multiple years being hurt for Dalvin Cook and, uh, you know, some off the field stuff, possible suspensions, things like that. You know, I I want to invest in Dalvin Cook as much as I do Leonard Fournette. They're both very, very good. Well, I I think Dalvin Cook is extremely skilled, but I think that Leonard Fournette is just the better back, period. Well, then tweet us, let us know, is it the Welsh Bogman Sports? Are you trying to go buy a share of Leonard Fournette, or are you getting the hell out from your Fournette shares? We'd love to know. Now, speaking of good backs, coming into this week's game, I think a lot of people were holding a lot of hopes on David Johnson because Denver had given up two straight 200-yard rushers. Um, They needed to change the offense. They've talked more focal point. A lot of articles out there about go buy, you know, buy David Johnson now. Buy, 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 sell, buy. buy, Do all that. And then the Cardinals proceeded to get absolutely stomped. David Johnson was inept in the offense. And what we talked about on the latest ITL show was about, the ITL football podcast, was about how local radio was they were done. They were done with Mike McCoy and that Byron <laughs> Leftwich was going to get the job. And we said on Thursday night, we'll be surprised if Mike McCoy still has a job by the time the podcast airs. Well, just a little bit after it aired, they fired Mike McCoy. Byron Leftwich is going to take over offensive duties. And what has now happened is the collective internet has turned their sights back to David Johnson. And I, I from what I see, Boggs, 
Everyone is back in on old school David Johnson. Everyone says we are going to get David Johnson back. I still have a question of that because I know the play calling can get better, but the Cardinals are atrocious. That offense is atrocious. I don't know if Byron Leftwich is going to have all the answers yet, but it probably is a half-decent time to buy in on him if you can get him cheap. Yeah, and I think that it just can't get much worse than it was with Mike McCoy. He just kept running the ball straight up the middle. Yeah, third and five, run. Third and one, pass. (laughs) The offense did not make a lot of sense. It wasn't very creative either, you know, getting guys at, you know, you want David Johnson to play in space. He can run between the tackles too, but when the defense knows it's coming, you know, if if you're watching that game and you say, there's a run up the middle. The whole defense knows it's a run up the middle. Yeah. So Mike McCoy's offense was just way too predictable. It wasn't good for anybody. I mean, Leonard Fournette was banged up. You know, the you you're getting, you know, garbage yards from Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk did not have a good game until the last series. He had like uh, two big, uh, deep catches the le- in the last series to get him to whatever he had, sixty six yards. I can't remember what it was last night, but. He didn't have a good series. Larry Fitzgerald scored a receiving touchdown last night, his first receiving touchdown this year. The offense has been absolutely atrocious. Something had to change. They came into the game completely unorganized and terrible. And I know it's a rookie quarterback on a short week, but you okay, something needs boot, to happen. You, you got to, what's up? And who's now in a walking boot, by the way. Uh, Rosen is? I didn't even see that. Yeah, MRI. So, uh, so anyway, you can't have your young guy go out there and not know what the play call is or the other guys on the field not know what the play call is. That happened multiple times. And we talked about this uh, on ITL, the Welsh. You were listening to local radio, and so was I. Those guys were getting pissed. They've never been so m- more upset. I've never heard it in my life. Now, let me spin a positive here. because Outside of the obvious, when, when I said it, it's kind of an obvious statement, like – I would say, I was about to say there's never been a lower cost for David Johnson. That's not true because the time period between when the Cardinals game ended and before Mike McCoy got fired, that was the lowest David Johnson was ever going to get. Mike McCoy being fired and Byron Leftwich coming in already breathes a little bit of excitement for people. So I don't think his cost is is as much of a discount. But here's where there's a positive is we had got a lot of rumors that David Johnson had a hell of a time being able to understand and pick up the playbook that Mike McCoy had. Obviously, it was written you know, in Egyptian, and no one could understand what the hell was going on because it was ineffective. <laughs> but here's what I'm getting at. This is Byron, Lef- Byron Leftwich's first go at yeah. offensive coordinating. I would assume this is going to be a simplified offense with his big plays, something that David Johnson should probably be able to pick up if it's a simplified offense for a first-go offensive coordinator. I expect there to be a lot of big plays, but in an understandable format. So the question becomes, what are you willing to give up for David Johnson? Are you willing to give up a low RB2? Leonard Fournette. <laughs> of course, oh. Leonard Fournette. Like, like <laughs> Let me throw this one at you. This is a tough one. Knowing what we know now, would you give up CMC for David Johnson? No. Not even close. No. Would you give up? I mean, I know people are talking about uh, uh, the lack of touchdowns for Christian McCaffrey, and I completely understand that. And it is frustrating. I own Christian McCaffrey in a couple spots. I'd like to see him get in the end zone. Got a tough game against Philly this week. Probably not going to get much better. But I still, the offense in Carolina works still. 
Uh, I don't. It hasn't worked in Arizona thus far. They're trying to change it. I don't know if this is going to work or not, but I know what I've seen has been bad. So, how about this? In a league uh, before the Thursday night game on Tuesday, it was a, a listener league that I, I I do for it's Michael Rapaport thing. I was offered Alvin Kamara for David Johnston, David Johnson, because I had David Johnson. I instantly accepted the trade. Insta accept, yeah. Insta accept. Do you think how how much has that changed in your eyes? The value. It's, yeah, I, it it hasn't yet. Yeah, but now pres- I, I presumed, would predict. Presumed. I would predict that it has, but it hasn't yet. The offense is still bad. You still have a rookie quarterback. Uh, the line hasn't been working right. So, uh, you know, Byron Leftwich gets a couple extra days to fix this stuff. But I, it's not going to get fixed overnight. So would you really be surprised if the next two weeks weren't very successful for the Cardinals? No, because of growing and pains. And, yeah. yeah, and that's two weeks that you have to take into account. So because you're still going to be playing. You know, we don't get by weeks in fantasy. So you're still going to be playing. So I, I would think that you got to make sure that uh, – everything is good to go. So I would still, that's still easy to accept for me. Well, and David Johnson, looking at the schedule, they've got the San Francisco 49ers coming up this week. That'll be the first run of Byron, of, of, uh, Byron Leftwich's offense. Then it's a bye week. And then week 10, it's Kansas City. So Kansas City, bad defense. Bad so. defense. Then check this out. Oakland, the Chargers, Green Bay, Detroit, and Atlanta. Now that was what I heard the person that made the trade uh, trading me Alvin Kamara is they were excited about the schedule moving forward. And I would say every single one of those is relatively favorable for David Johnson. And now that they've made a new offensive coordinator, the signs are pointing in the right direction. The problem is, is I think we're now in this space where you don't want to give up before the season, you need to give up Christian McCaffrey in a heartbeat for David Johnson. You don't want to give up Christian McCaffrey. You don't want to give up Kamara. You don't want to give up, any of those guys, but the guys that might have got the movement, I don't think you're going, you know, you, Jordan Howard doesn't have any weight. Here's the only player that I think has weight to get David Johnson moved. Let's get your instant reaction here before we go to break. Joe Mixon. Would you no, trade Joe moved. Mixon? No, no. So I don't think he's acquirable unless you can get a sneaky and you would trade a, a James White and maybe another little piece to get David, David Johnson. David Johnson, most, most deals got to be two for one or someone has to be willing to give up. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, David Johnson's going ahead of Alvin Kamara in most drafts. He was one of those top guys. Uh, and and you were willing to give up on him. And you got Kamara. So yeah. people need to be willing to give up uh, on David Johnson. And I don't think most people are. I don't so. think so. We might continue a little bit of this on the other side of the, uh, the hour here. But hour two is coming up. We're going to be doing some DFS stuff. We've still got all of the week seven games to get through. So don't go anywhere. More Bogman of the Welsh for In This League coming up on the other side of the break. 